Do you like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. It is the Oz Network coming to you once again for another Lost episode. No, we haven't lost this episode. It's an episode on the TV show of Lost. How have we never made that joke before? I have no idea. <laughs> uh, we are up to the 13th episode of the fifth season. Some like it, Hoth. It stars Marilyn Monroe, Tony Curtis, Jack Lemmon. Oh, shit, sorry, that's Some Like It Hot. Uh, Some Like It Hot, first aired. Have we never made that joke before? Um, First aired on the 15th of April, 2009. It was directed by Jack on a Bender, written by Melinda Sue Taylor and Gregory Nations. And this is a... I like this episode. I think this episode, I feel, has got some shit reputation, but... I like this episode. It's a Miles episode. What's not to like about a Miles episode and Hurley and all that kind of stuff? So we're going to talk about it and I'm going to say a quote, which is, my name is Ben and you owe me a fish taco. Oh, good. Uh, my name is Nora and how do you spell bounty hunter? <laughs> I was going to go with that or I was going to go with polar bear feces. No, I was, I, well, now I can't use him at the end now. I've spoiled it, but... um. <laughs> Yeah, we'll go with the fish taco, but Miles, we love Miles. Miles is great. He's only flashback episode, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, the 99th episode of Lost. We should also celebrate the occasion, our last on the double digits before we get to triple digits next week. But uh, I like this episode. Now, why does why do nobody people why do nobody people speak into English like Ben Waterworth? Why does nobody like this episode? Yeah, it is our only Miles episode. Um... I, yeah, it doesn't have the best reputation, but I wonder if this is an episode where there are some lost episodes over time that have gained a reputation, a better reputation. Like, we love Trisha Tanaka is dead, but at the yep. time that was one of the hated episodes, and I feel like that's getting a new reputation. So I feel like this is maybe one of those episodes that has had a bit more fans nowadays. Um, but... Yeah, it, it does kind of fall in that awkward we're in the end game now of the season and it doesn't really feel like an end game episode and Lost is so great at setting up the end game. Every season, the last five or six episodes really get you sort of in the mood for something big happening. And this sort of sets a few things up. Um, but, you know, we've had all the like, oh, my God, Lafleur sort of stuff. And then next week we're having some crazy shit happening. So this this kind of feels like an early season. This feels like an episode three, not an episode 12 or whatever it is. And I think that's maybe the issue with some like at home. Which it's interesting because 
I'm a fan of Across the Sea, and I know everyone hates that, and that usually <laughs> comes down to the placement of that episode, doesn't it? Like, that it's, what, the third or second last know. episode or whatever. But um, I don't know. Like, it's weird that I can kind of – like, I see exactly what you're saying and why that is, but sometimes, like, I guess it doesn't really bother me too much because, like, on a rewatch, you're watching these so quickly together. Well, unless you listen to the Oz Network. <laughs> um, but um, it's kind of – you just – you lump them all together quickly. But I don't know. Like, I just – I think Miles is an interesting character – and, um, you know, I, I kind of like this. And plus, we get Dean freaking Norris in this episode. Um, can I, I just want to establish a fact. Like, we've tried to see our original three shows we covered on the Oz Network with Third Watch, Nip, Tuck and Lost. And we still, to this day, have not found an actor who has appeared in all three of the shows. Since those three, we've now added 24 on Breaking Bad. Dean Norris might be the closest to being in all five. Because he's in four of those shows. He's never been in Third Watch, sadly. But he was in an episode of Nip Tuck. He's in this episode. I think he might have been in Breaking Bad. And he's in, like, an episode or two of 24. So, like, damn it, Dean Norris. If you had it on Third Watch, we would have been able to tick off the the five Oz Network bingo. But we'll find someone one day, sure, that's been in all of these shows. We have Dean Norris, but we have a, a little bit of well wasted Dean Norris. I would yeah. say, but, uh, <laughs> he was there in spirit. this episode. Pre really good Dean Norris. Um, and also now before we get into the episode, this is very dated by the time we're saying this yeah, right now because I know what you're gonna say. we're like we've been saying this for for weeks upon weeks upon weeks. And to spoil the illusion of this podcast, we recorded I think what the first like four episodes of this season like in February. Took a whole bunch of time off, and now we're kind of recording this episode a few weeks after we did the last one. But in all that time. Guess who's been found, Noah? Been found, Matthew Fox. Yay! Matthew Fox is still alive, and, and he's coming back to TV. Now. Yes. Um. By the time this airs, it's probably I'll already never aired. Never returned to TV is coming back to TV. Uh, he's returning to a TV show called Last Light, which is based on a, a novel by Alex Scarrow. Sounds like something Michael Emerson would be. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it follows a family fighting to survive in a world that has been suddenly thrown into chaos. So COVID, basically, um, and it's going to be on NBC Universal streaming service Peacock. So he's not even going back to networks. He's going to a streaming service, <laughs> Matthew Fox. But um, he hasn't been on anything since 2015. So you know what? I'll, it sounds terrible. I'll take it. Well, I I, I really honestly want to watch this show. Like it's it's kind Matthew of Matthew Fox is back. It's it's interesting. Like we've we've talked about the the crap that Michael Emerson gets given that Terry O'Quinn and I'll mention having watched Terry O'Quinn in something new recently, which was embarrassing. Um, you know all these people that are in shows, but we don't really go out of our way. Evangeline Lilly will obviously watch the Ant Man movies and her getting arrested for not wearing a mask. But Matthew Fox is maybe the one person where we're like, okay, he's back. We need to do a light, a one episode. We should just watch the premiere. We should just we're do gonna it. watch Last Light. Yeah, like. For Matthew, for they Matthew. Found Matthew Fox. <laughs> He's alive, everybody. What does a fox and say? We don't know. Streaming <laughs> services. I love the photo that they've got of him. He looks like I don't know when that was taken, but I mean, he's probably going to come. He's probably fat now. It's probably like Jesse That's Plemons. The thing is they found him, but we've seen no images or no promotional <laughs> stills. Or, we still don't know anything about Matthew Fox coming back, but he is coming back. There's not even like a a generic quote. Like, I'm looking forward to coming back to TV. Like, make <laughs> it up, NBC Universal. Like, I have the, to go back. <laughs> the, 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 press, the press release 
is Last Light is a perfect combination of an action-packed limited series with a compelling family drama at its heart. And then it says, led by fan favourites, Matthew Fox and <laughs> Joanne Froggett. Is, who is Joanne Froggett? Is she a fan favourite? <laughs> I mean, I'm a fan. I don't know if she's my favourite. This sweeping international saga spans several continents to provide a stunning global backdrop, yet it's grounded in a relatable and topical story. Um, they could have Joanne at least gone with TV's Matthew Fox. Yeah, well, they could have. Joanne Froggett is English, uh, and she's best known from Downton Abbey. So there you go. I've I've never. We should point out that I woke up to this news a few weeks ago, and I just (laughs) said it straight away. Oh my god! Holy shit! (laughs) A hundred exclamation marks! I was on I was on a train, and I was like, (laughs) I I couldn't control myself. Matthew Fox has been found after we started doing this four years ago, and our hero is back. We've had how many US presidents, how many prime ministers, um, like all how many pandemics. There he is. Uh, But seriously, like I'm weirdly excited for this. Uh, I really am. No news when we're actually going to see him, but yeah, he's back. He's well until he pulls out, and they'll say citing you know creative differences. (laughs) Matthew Fox has been replaced by Dominic Monaghan. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was flicking. I think I've told this story in the group in an, another episode or two. I think I would talk about this on Breaking Bad because um, it was related to other shows. I was flicking channels recently for the once in my life. I think it was after the AFL Grand Final. That's the only reason why I was watching free to air TV. And FBI Most Wanted was on, <laughs> Noah. And I got a bit excited because it had so many connections to the show we cover here, shows we cover. So it had Amy Carlson, who has appeared on this very podcast. She was in Third Watch. It had Julie McMahon, the star, of course, uh, lead in Nip Tuck, played Christian Troy, great guy. It had Xander Berkeley, a.k.a. Mason from 24. And then guess who Julie McMahon's dad was? Terry O'Frickin' Quinn. (laughs) Don't tell him what he can't do. I was like, why is this shitty fucking generic <laughs> cop show with, like, the great Julie McMahon, the great Terry O'Quinn, and they're playing father and son on such a shit show? I'm like, That's oh. low even for Terry O'Quinn standards. Oh, I was embarrassed for both of them. <laughs> I was just like, how do you go from lost and nip-tuck to FBI most wanted? Even Emily DeRaven's not doing that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> She's in something new, isn't she? Didn't wasn't she in some? Yeah, she's in some Australian thing. Or That's right. Yeah, like an SBS drama or something like that. Yeah, so, she's in high art TV now. Emily DeRaven. At least she's like branching out. <laughs> Emily DeRaven. Like Dominic Monaghan thought he was Come coming on, back Terry. in Star Wars, and then he was in fucking the Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> Remember when Dominic Dominic Monaghan was in Star Wars? Even. Oh. Terry O'Quinn could have been in Star Wars. Michael Emerson could have been in Star Wars. Oh, but Matthew yeah. Fox is back, and it, he's going to be the leading man, so our hero is back. Good for him. We'll, we will cover uh, at yeah, least one episode. Last night. And it's last probably night. terrible, but he's back. Yeah, it could be the best. Like, it could be better than Lost. What's that <laughs> new Lost, that one that everyone was bagging out that said was really bad? And people? No, the new Manifest. There's another one now. That everyone oh. bagged out has been terrible. <laughs> The new manifest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it was like apparently it was so the bad it's good. Was telling us about. Yeah. And I read a review saying it was like one of the worst shows I'd ever seen, but then somebody was like, it's so bad that I want to keep watching it. Um, yeah. I bet you Whatever. Queen did that too. Yeah, probably. 
probably got uh, Dean Norris in it. <laughs> he was in Under the Dome. <laughs> Starring Dean Norris as the grieving dad. Oh, Dean Norris oh, is so good in dome, Breaking Bad. So oh, my God. Why did I keep watching that show? They were still Under the Dome after like a thousand episodes. Like, get from out of the Under the Dome. <laughs> Even Lost, they got off the island in season three. Even when they get off the island in Lost, you're still intrigued. Like, two people get out of Under the Dome. You're like, well, where do the rest of them follow? Like... Uh, anyway, all right, Some Like It Hoth um, is an episode of Lost. Uh, we've taken 11 minutes when we started talking about it. So um, I guess we're just going to do as we usually do, flashbacks versus island stuff, easy way to do it. Um, yeah, this is more of a traditional episode, which we haven't seen a ton of lately. So, well, flashbacks, we're going to go, uh, I'm seeing here on Lostpedia, it's not even just 1985, it is March 16th, 1985. Oh. So this was... Two years and two days before I was born. There's some fun trivia for you. Um, and we've, we're going to meet Lara. Here she is. She's uh, walking around a house. She's got a young boy with her. Oh, it's Miles. Hello, Miles. Um, creepy landlord guy. Like, what's he, like, questioning her about a husband or something like that? <laughs> He's like, well, is he trying to crack on to her? Is this the 80s? Like, oh, you can only get this apartment if you sleep with me, basically. But he's a, he doesn't like children anyway. Like, oh, he doesn't make any noise. So Miles goes off and um, he hears something and he goes towards an apartment and he goes in there and he basically finds uh, dead bodies. And uh, Lara comes back. Oh, just to clarify, the reason why we know it is the 16th of March is because Lostpedia tells us on the check Lara is writing. This. <laughs> Thank you, Lostpedia. Glad you're there to uh, tell tell us there. Um, but uh, Miles uh, sees his body and what what is um what is, does the the landlord here like complain like oh god he hasn't even paid his rent or something like this <laughs> dead body dick landlord um and miles says that he could hear the corpse saying calling for kimberly and the landlord's like that's his wife how do you know she's been dead um and then miles says that he can hear them talking to them like oh he can speak to the dead uh, which we already knew, but um, no, just, now you, you, you please continue. Uh, no, you're, you're uh, about to rip into this as well. <laughs> I was about to ask you a question, but sure, you go ahead. You're, you're the smart one on this show. No, I just like, firstly, I think the kid does a pretty good job of like, they're yeah. talking to me now. Like, I, I couldn't convincingly do that, so uh, it was pretty good. <laughs> um, but I just like, they're so like, how do you know about Kimberly? Like, they're dead, but there's nothing to say that they weren't screaming Kimberly while they were alive. Like, yeah. They're acting just like, died. oh, my God, he talks <laughs> to the dead. But for all they know, he was screaming like that and then he died. Like, why yeah. is it such a, like, a, oh, my God, how did you know that? <laughs> I, 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 um, what was I about to get angry about? I can't even remember. Um. <laughs> And, like, would you be this... Like, I guess you'd be a bit shocked if all of us... Like, why are they not reacting to there being a dead body? They're more concerned about this little boy. Like, <laughs> like is this just a common occurrence in, like, LA in 1985 when you go to rent an apartment? Oh, there's another dead body. Kick it out of the way. Like, if that was me and I'm going to rent an apartment... Have you seen a dead body before? I have seen two dead bodies, yes. But not, not really. open casket. They well, don't count. Not outside of funerals. I have not seen dead bodies. Outside no. of a wooden box. I <laughs> no. I have not seen dead open bodies outside don't of. Count. 
I'm well, I mean, like, like, have you been around and you've seen a dead body? No, like the closest I've been is outside of a casket was in a hospital bed. So does that count? Um, no, I have not. I've not. No. The mean streets of Hobart, sadly to me, no, I have not just jumped across dead bodies. I've been to uh, like accident scenes and been in the vicinities where I know people have died um, very recently, which is a bit kind of odd, um, but... That's for work, so you've got to be a professional. Um, but have you, Noah, have you seen a dead body? Uh, no, not even at a funeral. But the closest thing I saw was I saw a poor girl get hit by a car, but that's not something we're going to get into in this podcast because that's much heavier than the Oz Network covers last. <laughs> I've seen a person uh, get hit by a car, but they didn't die, so... Well, I hope she didn't die, but again, we're not going to get into that now. <laughs> no, um, it's trauma on the arts <laughs> Hey, if you sign up to our Patreon, that could be our bonus episode for the month. That's the bonus episode if you sign up and give money. <laughs> you you want to know? This is what we need to start doing. We need to start teasing people like, so I saw this person die. But I'm not telling you anything until you now. sign up to our Patreon. <laughs> uh, yes, but right. I would be, if I walked into a, a motel, I would be pre-traumatised seeing this. That, I mean, that's that's the thing, right? Like, that that to me, is, particularly if you're just there renting an apartment here, ah! Like, if you're not expecting, like, not that you ever expect to see a dead body, oh, it's Tuesday at 3 o'clock, it's probably a dead body around today. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I guess if you work for, like, the ambulance service, you'll probably see a couple of dead bodies today. I don't know. Anyway, uh, the point is, I think that she should be more shocked over seeing a dead body than her son <laughs> talking to her. Yeah, exactly. Um, so our next flash forward is mid nineties dash early two thousands. Um, and we got emo miles. Here he is. <laughs> I buy quickly, it. You like, you like emo miles? Yeah, I buy it. He kind of rocks the look. Like I think he yeah. kind of, you know, do you think miles would be in a punk band? No, he'd be in one of those like whiny sort of like, not quite grunge, but like just wind, wind rock. <laughs> yeah, panic at the disco. <laughs> Emo sort of fallout, but not fallout boy. Fallout boy, bro. Am I allowed to say fallout boy is okay? You'll look at me. No. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I mentioned anything remotely popular music. Noah judges me. Um, <laughs> hey, I was listening to 660 tonight. Are you familiar with New Zealand's number one band, Suck Sucksy? No. You wouldn't like them. It's not your type of music, but uh, that's my sort of lived in New Zealand, so I like the band that no one else outside of New Zealand's heard of. So, you know, they're actually pretty good. I don't mind them. But uh, hello to all our 660 fans out there. Of course their band is going to be called 660 for a New Zealand band. That was always <laughs> the funniest thing. Uh, so Mars is visiting his mum. She's, uh, like, bald, basically. Is she not? Like, is she... Um, pretty, I have to say for 2009, pretty good uh, old person sick maker. This now, this is what I was going to say before. She's familiar. Who who is she? Who is Lara? Like she's been on things. Leslie Ishi is her name. So, um, a big fan of hers. Clearly, you are. Um, no Fan favorite Leslie Ishi. Wait, no. What? Oh no! This makes no sense. They're saying that Lara, the character. Leslie Ishii portrayed... Oh, okay, no, I'm reading this. I can't read, apparently. Um, she's been in Medium, Jag, Days of Our Lives as a doctor. Uh, Fre- oh, Judging Amy. That's probably what I've seen her in. <laughs> you joke, but... Uh- oh, she was in Desperate Housewives. There you go. 
Let's say that's where I know her from. Anyway, uh, I like her. She's good. But uh, so Miles is wanting to find out about his dad um, and that that uh, Lara says that she's been dead for a very long time and he's buried in a place you can never go. Right. Dun, dun, dun. Which, do we ever get an answer to this? Or is this something we need to put in our things later on of how? I would say we get that answer to this. Okay, in this episode, or am I just not remembering? Yeah, I would say this episode pretty much answers it. But, like, we see her on the island, but, like, we don't see why they're split up, though, right? But they leave. Do they? <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> Can I just say, if if I'm talking to my mum or my dad on their deathbed and they're this mysterious, I'll be pretty fucking pissed off. <laughs> Your father's buried in a place and you will never go there. You can't end on that note. (laughs) Mum! Like, come on. Yeah. That like I'm just gonna do that now. Like when when I'm dying and you're there seeing me off, Ben. What's the password to upload the episodes to Lost? Noah. To get the password. You can't go to you must think of your favourite number and multiply it by the power of cat. Do you understand <laughs> what I'm saying? For that answer, you must look beneath your skin. Just oh. <laughs> with a password. And we'll put, we'll, I will record that and I'll put it on the Patreon as well. Yes. You want to hear Ben die? <laughs> Remember that time we talked about dead bodies? Here's a photo of Ben's dead body. <laughs> Sign up to the Patreon. Have you seen a photo of a dead body? Yeah, unfortunately, as a teenager, I was, and you more so than me, but I grew up also in the age of the lawless internet, which I kind of wish I didn't. Rotten.com, you go to yeah, that place. Uh, yeah, that was one of 4chan, them. 4chan, <laughs> all those sort of ones. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. why did we have to grow up in an age when there was no regulation on the internet? I, I remember the one at college when um it was at that uh the first one of many of the the American guy in you know, like Iraq wherever it was and he got beheaded and they like shared that around. Oh, like do you want to see a guy get yeah. beheaded on camera? Sure. Um, yeah, that's something interesting that but you'll never for forget. For some reason, watching. when you're a teenager, none of that bothers you. But now, if I watched anything like that, I'd be traumatized. Why is it? Yeah. Why is that so? Uh, it's like when people listen to the Oz Network. Uh, they can listen to it as a teenager, <laughs> and then when they listen to it when they're older, they're traumatised. Um, but now we're we're back in 2004, and Miles is going to see someone. It's a familiar-looking guy. He's the yeah, bald guy who plays the same character in everything, apparently. Oh, it's Dean Norris. TV's Dean Norris. There he is. <laughs> so this oh, is what, like... I felt a bit like, oh, when I saw him pop up. Four four years before Breaking No, hey, what year was it? Two thousand nine. So this would be during Breaking Bad, wouldn't it? Yeah, but it's not showing. No, like because <laughs> I'm thinking two thousand four. So actually, this is legitimately like he's on Breaking Bad at this point, and yet he's on an but episode of Lost. It's weird to think because you think of Breaking Bad as like a modern show, but it's weird to think that they had a good three year crossover of those two shows. Isn't that weird? To think? Yeah. Well, I think I actually read an article. Was it maybe like at the end of the decade when they were talking about like the best shows of the decade and they were sort of explaining how like we're only including shows that begin this decade. So they were like, we are not including Lost and Breaking Bad because they both started in the 2000s. Um, So I was like, oh, right. Yeah, they kind of were around at the same time. So, yeah, that's interesting. But um, so he wants 
He's really bad in this episode, Dean Norris. Like I don't, I like I. I don't want to mock a father who's lost his son, but like I do not buy Dean Norris as a guy who's holding a photo of his dearly lost son. Like I just want him to know that he loved me, like any other actor. But Dean Norris, I do not buy doing this. Um, he's really awkward in this episode. So he's he's sad. His son's died in a car accident. Um, and what does he say? Like, have you got uh, you know, where is he buried? And it's like his ashes were spread on his uh, what football field. And he's like, oh, I'll give you more money. Uh, no, Miles says I want more money, so he gives him more money. And then he basically Miles is like, oh yes, your son knows that he loves you. And like, even I can tell this is fake. <laughs> like, like I I I don't mean to be disrespectful to people who believe in this stuff. But, like, like, I would never pay money to, like, you know, like, like yes, there are things you want to say to people who have died. Of course, I understand that. I get the point. But, like, I, I like sorry, Noah, if you believe in this, but, like, I mean, I, I could do this. I this. Okay, good. Well, like, this, this is <laughs> bullshit. Like, <laughs> I mean, I've interviewed John Edwards twice and I didn't believe anything he told me. Like, I mean, I want to I wanna make money doing this. I just want to be, yeah, I'm a psychic. Oh, you lost someone? Yeah, Johnny. Is it? Oh, um, he misses you. Yeah, $50,000. Thanks. Like, easiest uh, job in the world. A lot of people that you come across in your day-to-day life buy into this stuff. I believe in aliens. I don't believe in ghosts. No. Simple. Yeah. Do you believe in aliens, Noah? Uh, yeah. Not little green men, but... Life outside of Earth. Yeah, but I don't yeah. believe in ghosts. And uh, no, it's little green people, right? It's twenty twenty-one. Like, <laughs> aliens can be women too. Men, <laughs> I'm sure there are multiple genders of aliens as well. You sexist. Um, that is very sexist because it couldn't just be men. That doesn't really make sense. But ma- maybe but all, at the end, but then we don't know how aliens breed, so maybe it is just men. Maybe it is very appropriate. Maybe aliens are only men. That's it. Yeah. They don't have multiple genders. Maybe that is true. They just reproduce alien ways. Um, Miles, uh, Miles sound crazier than the people who believe in psychics. Now. Coming soon, the X Files. Um, I'd love to do the X Files. That'd be a fun one to do. Um, uh, Miles yeah. leaves, and we oh yeah, Naomi's back. There she is. Um, and she wants to take him to a restaurant for a business offer, uh, and offers him money. I I, I do love like I I just say like I, the reason I like this episode is because I just love Miles, and I just love like his reaction when he's just like basically like, oh yeah, I'll go to a restaurant. I'm sure if I didn't know who Naomi was and, you know, she's not the most unattractive person in the world, but if some woman who looks like Naomi comes up to me and goes, would you like to come to a restaurant with me? I'll give you some money. Sure. <laughs> like, I mean, fuck it. I'd, I'd do it if you came up to me. Like, I'm lonely, right? <laughs> I'd do it if, like, Dean Norris. Actually, I would. Who wouldn't if Dean Norris came up to you and offered you money to go to a restaurant? If Who's somebody? Like, if Alex Morella came up to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll go with Emily the not Alex Morella. <laughs> Sorry, Alex Morella. <laughs> I, think, I think this might be Naomi's last appearance because I oh. don't remember her being in the Flash Sideways, is she? Don't tell me that, Noah. Don't make <laughs> me sad. Um, She's been in this yeah, season no, more you're right. than Claire has been. Her first... Yeah, where is Claire? Her first episode, Catch-22. Last episode, Some Like It Hoth. So, yeah, the end of Naomi. Oh, Marsha Tomasin. You were a better Melby. lesbian with What's-Her-Face in... um, uh, What was that show I watched? White Collar. 
Um, Don't you get Mel B vibes from Naomi? Are you saying that because she's black and English? Is Naomi black? She's not white. I I was more going for the accent. Oh, right. Yes, that's where I got it from too. (laughs) This got awkward. Um, Awkward moment there. Yeah, I kind of see it. Yeah. It's not the worst doppelganger I've heard of, but um, I mean, I don't think she's going to be rushing to play Mel B in a bio, but she's probably more likely to play Mel B than Emily DeRaven. Uh, (laughs) Emily DeRaven returned to television as Mel B. (laughs) Emily DeRaven as Ginger Spice. Yo, I tell you what I want, my baby, what I really, really want. Um, Starring Terry O'Quinn. We should. We need uh, to Mrs. do this. Beckham. We need to do the Spice Girls movie just for the fact that Roger oh, Moore's yeah. in the Spice Girls movie. <laughs> like, come on, Roger Moore's uh, in Bus Driver. Completely, completely dating this episode more than at the beginning of the Roger episode. Moore. But happy birthday, Roger Moore today! Oh, was it his birthday today? Oh. So completely dating this, but. It's my cat's birthday today as well. So. Um. <laughs> 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 happy birthday, Stiggy. Oh, um, happy birthday, Pussy. You know what? If When I get another cat one day, and hopefully this one might be able to live with me for longer than a year, um, I'm going to call it Roger. Roger Moore. Roger Moore. <laughs> Not Roger, Roger Moore. <laughs> yes, yes. Full cat name, Roger Moore. <laughs> Tap on the tin. Roger Moore. Puss, 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 puss. <laughs> Oh, please, yes, please, I'm telling you now, if I get a male cat, I'm going to call it Roger Moore. Yes, okay, <laughs> shake on that. Virtual right shake. now, you have my word. Or a dog. <laughs> boy or girl, a boy, dog or cat, I'm calling it Roger Moore. Not Roger, Roger Moore. Roger Moore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's actually, it's funny. <laughs> the book's behind me to make me look smarter. I found my copy of uh, Bond on Bond by Roger Moore. I've never read it, so I'm kind of... I want to I want to read it in his voice. I quite enjoyed Skyfall. It was quite a good film. <laughs> uh, happy birthday, Roger Moore, the person, not the cat. <laughs> Roger Moore, the cat. I'm going to, like, text you a picture just petting Roger Moore. <laughs> Roger Moore just shat on the floor. <laughs> Can you change Roger Moore's litter? <laughs> Roger Moore escaped. <laughs> it sells itself. Oh, you have to do that. I'm not going to be a cat, so you have to do that. I will. I would totally get my next animal. will be called Roger Moore. <laughs> Download. That's all. And that's not the movie. Oh, God, no. Fuck off. Um, anyway, uh, so Naomi goes, uh, they're back to the restaurant. I do like it here when Miles is like, you you promised me dinner. It's like, no, I didn't. I said, I'll take you to a restaurant. I'm like, yep, touche. Um, and we've got a body. So this is, who's Felix? Who's Fe- who is he? Do we know this person? Am I just dumb? No, we've not okay. met Felix. All right, good. Because I'm just, I'm looking here. He's got his own page. Um, and I'm thinking like, have we met this person and I'm meant to know who they are? Um, it is Felix Leiter, the dearly beloved James Bond character. Uh, Dilla did not, um, last long either. Um, so Naomi's basically testing him. Uh, give me information. I believe you've got a special set of skills 
And uh, Miles says that his name is Felix and the fact that he was attempting to deliver cemetery photos and empty graves and the purchase of an old plane to Charles Widmore. Um, and then Naomi, what is he? Miles doesn't want to be a part of this. And then Naomi's like, we'll give you $1.6 million. And he's like, okay. <laughs> I would too. Now, you and I were talking off air about uh, maybe it would be nice to have some money because we're poor podcast hosts. Sign up to our Patreon and maybe we won't be. Um, hang on. Tick off subtle hint to our financial status. All right, good. Um, but like, seriously, again, I'm going to agree to some, I'm not even going to say an attractive person. If somebody, if I'm walking down the street and somebody came up to me and was like, do you want to come to a restaurant with me? I'll give you money. I'm going to be like, yes, I'm lonely and I'm poor. And then I'll go to the restaurant and they're going to be like, do you want to come to an island with me? 1.6 million. Like you would literally say to me, Ben, would you eat this pile of shit for $1.6 million? Yes, I would. Like, you would do I it for would. free? Probably. I haven't had shit in a while. Uh, I'm <laughs> keto. What? That makes no sense. But this this whole thing does just reek of Nigerian prince, though, doesn't yeah. it? <laughs> Come to this island with me. I'll give you $1 million. <laughs> Which, I mean, I've always said that if I, like, won a shit ton of money, I would totally send out like a hundred emails. Like I'm a Nigerian prince. I will give you a million dollars. If you give me your bank account details, the first person to reply me with their bank account details, I would legitimately give them a million dollars. Well, you heard it here first. (laughs) There you go. Cat named Roger Moore. And if I win money, (laughs) you get a million (laughs) dollars. What, what Ben's basically saying is for once, don't reject my email. Yes. All those people who don't come on the show. Like, you know, Matthew Fox. You're missing out. <laughs> Takes you six Matthew years to get a TV show. He does. How much did he get paid in episode of Lost? Was it was the was Lost a show where these actors got their salaries ever released? Like when Friends got like a million dollars an episode or Surely he was the most out of any of the actors, which is a shame for Michael what about Dominic Monaghan probably would have gotten a fair coin, wouldn't he? Yeah, he yeah, he had the name name thing. Like he to to entice in there. I mean, if you Google Matthew Fox lost salary, do you think it will tell me anything? This is like one of those things where you've got those net worth websites. Like I think even if you put Ben Waterworth net worth, I'm worth like you know, whatever. He's worth two hundred twenty five thousand dollars an episode. That's not much. No, wow. that isn't much. But I guess this was yeah quite a large cast. Yeah, true. I mean, here we are saying, oh, $225,000 an episode. That's not much. We've done over a 1,000 episodes of the Oz Network. If you paid me $225,000 an episode, I'd have a lot of money. I can't even do the sums in my head. I'm like, I would gladly take that money. I would do one episode of TV for $225,000 and retire. I'm fine. I was expecting when you Googled Matthew Fox lost salary to tell us how much he's lost since lost. <laughs> His legal fees have cost the following. Um, <laughs> so we later see Miles. I'm not really letting you give me a chance to talk about it. Maybe we'll just lump all this. You can talk about it. <laughs> we're, we're, we're taking enough time in this episode. Uh, Miles is eating a fish taco. <laughs> And then he gets kidnapped. I love his line. You owe me a fish taco. Uh, So this is Bram. Have we known this guy? We've seen this guy before, but have we known his name before? Uh, Maybe this is the first time we get to know his name. Bram. It's kind of like Brum, isn't it? Like, remember the show Brum? The car? Yeah, the little yellow car (laughs) with the winky things. Brum. I used to love Brum. Bring back Brum. Matthew Fox. Matthew Fox. It is Brum. Return as Brum. 
<laughs> we live together or die alone in this yellow car. Brum, beep, 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 beep. beep. <laughs> Coming soon, the full it. series recap of Brum. <laughs> Brum and Manifest, double feature we, on the We should do network. one episode of Brum. <laughs> With my cat, Roger Moore. <laughs> ben, and, ben and Roger Moore watch Brum. <laughs> I'll get a T-shirt made up with a picture of Brum with Roger Moore sitting in Brum. Just Roger Moore. It really does sell itself, this cat. I really, I am in no position to get a cat right now. But like, this might be a couple of years away, Noah. But like, please, like this will yeah. happen. My I'm next waiting. animal is called Roger Moore. I promise. <laughs> I promise the world. <laughs> Quite an illuminating poo I did there. <laughs> what do you think is more likely, you getting a date or me getting a cat first? Uh, uh, that's a tough one. <laughs> yeah. Probably you getting me a date. Me getting um, a cat. No. <laughs> you get some <laughs> pussy finally, so it kind of worked. Um, so, anyway, Brum has kidnapped Miles. Uh, (laughs) the car he turned evil after he retired from British television (laughs) fuck you all I'm gonna be evil (laughs) hashtag Brum for Bond I want Brum Brum is a new Bond Um, Brum is basically telling Miles don't go to the island and he asks him the question what lies in the shadow of the statue Um, and then he what basically says, I can give you answers about your father. Miles uh, doesn't care. He wants double the money, so he wants $3.2 million instead of the $1.6, um, which here's a fun fact. $3.2 million is the same amount off Miles tries to extort from Ben in Eggtown. There you go. <laughs> um, uh, Brum says no and then kicks him out. And then I love how he's like, you're playing for the wrong team. It's like, what team are you on? He replies with Manchester United and then drives off. Um <laughs> That's a funny joke. Uh, the team that's going to win. So, obviously, it's not Manchester United. This, um, this whole scene does not hold up at all. Yeah, I don't, like, I don't get it. Like, I get it, no. but I don't get it. Like, is there a point like, to this? The fact that they just kick him out 10 seconds after they've kidnapped him is just ridiculous. And then why would he know what lies in the shadow of the statue? How would he ever know that? And... They're just trying to be mysterious, but I give Lost writers a lot of credit. This is just thrown in just to add into the fact that Bram is on the island at the moment and trying to build up this sort of like, ooh, there's going to be a war, but none of this holds up at all. Yeah, I don't, I don't fully get it. And is it, this isn't the first. So we saw Bram in Namaste uh, was the first time we saw him. Played by the esteemed Brad William Henke. I just don't know what's wrong with him, but there's just something that rationally annoys me about Brown. He just annoys me, and I've got no reason for him annoying me, but I just find him incredibly annoying. Yeah, he kind of just... He's like, what's his face? Um, He's like a poor man's... um, Oh, what's the guy's... uh, The the mercenary guy who kills Alex. What's his name? Him, yeah, kind of reminds you of like a poor person's him, like a loser version, the Ben Waterworth like version old, of like an old network. Oh yeah, Ben Waterworth's Kimi. Yeah, Ben Waterworth Kimi. Like you know, if if I was cool and like tough and like could pull.
pull off a mercenary, then I would be Kimi. But no, I'm just Brum. <laughs> did, did you just say pull off a mercenary? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I'm lonely. Why not? Anything for three point six million dollars? <laughs> would you pull off a mercenary for yeah, uh, three dollars? Yes, three point six million. Patreon. Ben pulls off a mercenary. <laughs> That's our bonus episode, uh, video yeah. episode. Me pulling off a mercenary. Um, can we just oh say that? God. Um, Dean Norris's character is called Howard Gray. I keep thinking it's Hilly Gray. Hilly. Hilly. <laughs> Hilly. Hello, I'm Hilly. Uh, download 007, now available, <laughs> featuring spoiler-free reviews of No Time to Die from the hosts who have been able to see it. Um, actually, by the time we released this episode, I would have been able to see No Time to Die. Yay! What, what did you think of it? Oh, it was terrible. Absolutely shit. I can't believe he went back into space again. Like, seriously. Yeah. Like I Jesus agree. Christ. I wouldn't have done it. Yeah. Although I do have to admit, Gustav Graves coming back surprised the shit out of me. Could not believe that they yeah. pulled that off. But you it's think I like it more. But anyway. Well, you pulled off Gustav Graves. <laughs> Robocop suit and all. <laughs> you can't stop yourself. <laughs> of course I want to bloody continue. Uh, <laughs> me too. Um... So anyway, uh, Miles goes and visits TV's Dean Norris during his time on Breaking Bad in Lost in a terrible role as Hilly Gray. Well, why uh, and is he so bad? He's good in Breaking Bad, but he's so bad here. Okay, the one thing I will say I do not understand is why does he go back and tell him? Like, I know he, like, because we get the question here. Like, he's like, oh, you could have just continued to lie. And Miles is like, that wouldn't have been fair, basically. And then leaves. Like, why do we need this scene? Well, I think they're trying to play into the whole, I didn't know my dad thing and I'm meeting my dad and he's a dad. And we should point out, yet another character has been added to the daddy <laughs> issues. Yes. Literally almost every character in the entire show at this point has now been added to the daddy issues box. Yeah. Um, again, does uh, Damon Lindelof, any of these people just have, like, father <laughs> issues? Like, I'm sure there are interviews should, out there where he's been asked that, but, you know. We should get Damon Lindelof's dad on the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, bugger. Everyone goes for Damon Lindelof. We'll just get Mr. Lindelof. <laughs> get the dad. Hello, Mr. Lindelof. How are you? You're a fucking shit show. Oh, I can see why your dad hated you. Okay, bye-bye. <laughs> um, but, I mean, look, I, I don't mind these flat. Like, again, I like Miles, and it's. I kind of, I like the fact that we get a bit around sort of this, you know, I mean, I guess we never really get it explained why he knows to speak to the dead. Uh, it's like, it's kind of just proving that he can do this and oh, he was a little kid and saw dead bodies. So sure. But I don't know. Like, I just, I just find the character of Miles fun. So like, I just like randomly him just saying, yes, basically to Naomi going to a restaurant. Yes, I'll have the money. Uh, yes, you owe me a fish taco. Like, it's just, you know, and the fact that I can say I've seen Miles with TV's Dean Norris sure um but like yeah like a lot of this is kind of doesn't make sense and it's not you know dean norris is so fucking wasted in this episode but um i still can enjoy it for the fact that i like miles so i can i can enjoy it but yeah i don't know if you've got anything else to add yeah miles is fun character it would have been a shame if we never got a miles episode but he's also one of these characters a bit like boone who it's like you need to give them an episode, but they're also not like the most interesting sort of backstories. Um, But I just, I mean, we, we never got a Lapidus one, but we got a Miles one. Um, I just wish with these freighter folk that if there was no rider strike, we probably would have got a Miles episode in season four and five. 
And I just regret the fact that Miles and Faraday, they got flashback episodes, but they're not really traditional. We never get a Miles story. They're more like, here's him as a kid, and here's him at Dean Norris's house, and then here's him uh, with Naomi, and then here's him coming to the island. So we never got like the typical like season one style like Miles flashback. And I think that would have been fun to get like a proper actual story rather than these little fragments. And it's the same with Faraday as well next week. Yeah, that's a good point. Because um, we never really get Naomi or Charlotte. Like we get sort of flashbacks with Charlotte, unfortunately. But um, we never really like sexist riders of Lost. Like it's only about the new... The men boat crew that have to be shown. Yeah, no Lapitas, though. Oh, Lapitas would have been Lapitas. I need to watch that. I haven't watched that in a long time. <laughs> oh, love that. How it should have ended. Lost. People should watch it. Um, but yeah, like it's a, it's a it's a good point. Um, it gives you enough to kind of get something. I mean, emo emo Miles. I'm not complaining. Mm-hmm. Good on you, emo Miles. Um, so yeah, good good for him. Um, but. Back on the island, uh, so Kate and Sawyer are, are back. They've obviously just given Ben to Richard, and uh, Sawyer's basically telling Miles to erase the tape uh, of, the, of the security footage of him uh, taking Ben to Richard. And just as Miles is about to do it, he's Horace, fresh from his daily children exercises. Um, LAUGHTER <laughs> been a while since we made a joke about him um basically uh saying that he's got to deliver a package to radzinski because lafleur is not available uh so he's got to go do it with no questions asked and you are now in the circle of trust um which i don't know if you are a big meet the parents fan or meet the fuckers fan but this just reminds me of robert de niro and ben stiller like you are now in the first circle of trust um which i'm sure they were big you know influences on the uh meet the parents franchise basically from this um so I, I don't think I think meet the parents in about 15 years and i'm not planning movies. on anytime soon movies. I think I rewatched them within the last twelve months randomly. Um and yeah, they're good. They're funny. I like them, you know? I like Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller should be in a Bond movie. Maybe not. Uh, oh is he? Actually, no, he was great in No Time to Die. What am I saying? I've seen it, you know? I couldn't believe he was Pussy Galore. There he was. <laughs> um So Miles goes out to see um Rodzinski and there's a body bag uh that he's gotta pick up. Uh, and I, what does he say? Like he fell in a ditch or something like that. And when mother, like, Oh, why does he have a head wound? Um, and he finds out that the man is Alvarez and that we're going to learn. He had a filling which ripped his mouth and exited through his brain. So essentially this is all to do with electro, the electromagnetic thingy, right? Like, yes. Yeah. That's gruesome. Yeah. Didn't look that up on rotten.com. <laughs> Not quite. I didn't see one of those ones. I can't remember. Um, I do love <laughs> Juliet. I love Juliet, right? Fucking love Juliet. But, like, God, she's, like, just zombie Juliet. She doesn't do much at the moment, does she? Like, literally right now, Roger's like, where's Ben? Oh, sorry, he went missing. Oh, I'm going to call security. <laughs> okay. Okay. And then we've got Kate basically sitting with Roger um, she, she's been getting really close to Roger these I days. I know. It's like, really this is. added to the quadruple, blah, 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 blah. Roger's a hectagon go, 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 go now. 
Yeah, Roger Lyon has been, he's in. Roger would like to give Kate a bit of a rogering, I think, right now, if you don't mind. Roger and Kate has joined the the shape. Yeah. (laughs) I don't even know what we're up to. It's been so long since we've talked about that. Um, She is so bad here as well. Not even as an actor, I'm just saying, like, bad Kate moment. She's basically comforting him, like, oh, I'm sure he's fine. And then, like, (laughs) I'm, I'm kind of team Roger here right now, like, do you know something? No. Well, then keep your mouth shut. Okay. <laughs> he really does put her in her place. And then grumpy Roger wants to clean the classroom. And then, like, you know, friendly Jack is just like, oh, yeah. I thought I'd give you a hand. Our, our neighbourhood Jack. Now that he's on TV again, he's all friendly. There he is, our hero. Like, I, again, I, I just kind of like calm Jack. Like, just, you know, yeah. I'll clean like imagine season one, Jack. I'm not cleaning a classroom. I've got to save boobs. I can't do. <laughs> Live together, die alone. Grr! Now I I'll do wipe love. The what does what he say though when he's in there? He's like, I know that girl. Yeah. <laughs> what does he say? Like she wouldn't do that. Or... Yeah, and then he because like he's like, what do I actually really like Roger in this episode, and the guy who plays Roger the way he's like. I'm maybe going to go report her. Maybe I should go tell, yeah, yeah, I'm going to do it. See, I'm going to walk over there right now and do it. <laughs> but I, I thought it was a bit uh, rich coming from Jack Shepard, who was like implying that Roger was drunk. I'm like, <laughs> uh, two days ago, you were a fucking drug addict. <laughs> That's a bit rich coming from you. Yeah, Jack. Just because you're on television again, you've changed your ways. You beat women in, in about six re- months real, ago. In, in real time for the show, he only shaved his beard about five days ago. <laughs> he was on a ledge about six days ago. <laughs> and now, loves- you, now you're going to give him an intervention about his drinking? You know what they say about submarines, um, you know, and also cleaning chalkboards. It, it changes a man. Um, there he is. Um, he goes, Jack then basically goes back to Juliet and Sawyer's to tell them about what's happening. And Phil shows up. Oh, there he is. Hello, Phil. I love Phil in this scene. LaFleur. Yes, Phil. I found out who kidnapped Ben. Who is it? It was you. That is a great moment. <laughs> and I just kind of like, Sawyer's just like, ah, oh, you caught me. Come inside. <laughs> I'll tell you. There's a pretty good story behind this. Well, I bet there is. Phil walks in. <laughs> Knocks him out, and then I love that line. We better get some rope. Uh, like, Bill is a great henchman, I think. Yeah, I, I, he's just got such a look about him, doesn't he? Like he could be a Bond henchman. He, I mean, he was. He was in No Time to Die. So um, <laughs> I was uh, very, very uh, shocked about that. Um, do you have any? I just, I feel like I'm just going through this without. If there's anything major you want to talk about in these scenes at all that you haven't sort of added at all? No, it's just. That this whole episode is sort of just like random little scenes happening while Miles and Hurley go off on an adventure. Well, we're about to get to that now because basically Miles is going to take the body to the orchid, orchard, orchid, whatever the fuck it is. And uh, it was Hurley like, I'm going to deliver some sandwiches. It's like, <laughs> no, you can't come along. And like, I love Hurley and Miles together. Um, and Hurley is writing in his book 
Uh, and this is when he's like, oh, no, you can't see what I'm writing, which we'll get to, which is one of my favourite moments. In all of Lost, I love it when Hurley, is what he's doing. Um, but he, he senses an unpleasant odour, according to some like at Hoth on Lost Wiki. Um, and what does Miles say? Like, oh, maybe that's just your mayonnaise or something like that. The like, no, garlic mayo. <laughs> um, and he's all worried that the food might be contaminated. So he pulls over, finds a body. And what does he say? Like, dude, there's a body in that body bag. And Miles is like, yeah, that's usually what's in a body bag. Um, <laughs> and then this is where he mentions that he, like, he can... He can talk to the dead too because Miles mentions that he knows who this guy is. This is where we find out about the filling in his tooth. And then Hurley's basically like, yeah, I can talk to the dead too. Um, I can play chess with them. And I love just their back and forth where Miles is basically like, that's not how it works. You can't do it. And Hurley's just like, yeah, you're just jealous. My power's cooler than yours. <laughs> um, which is like kind of said, fun. Aha! So you do have powers. Otherwise, you wouldn't have said. <laughs> yeah. That's not how it works. This Hurley's like, great in this episode. I wish this was just like a whole episode of these two. Like it just needs to be the Hurley and Miles show. Just, you know, like going Gillian's like Our hero, James. We need yeah. this character like Miles to come into the show to give us this sort of stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, Dr. Chang is pissed off that Hurley's come along. Uh, <laughs> and I love this, like, it's like, oh, if you, and Hurley's like, I'll keep a secret. It's like, oh, you better. You work in the kitchen. It's like, I like working in the kitchen. It's like, well, what do you think about polar bears? <laughs> oh, that, I, like, I like working in the kitchen. It's such a great... That, but weirdly enough, that's only the second best Dr. Chang and Hurley moment because yeah. the best well, will is... be in the finale when... So you fought in the Korean War? There's no such thing. <laughs> I like um, Hurley here when he's... What is he like? Ah, oh, who is this douche? And uh, Miles is basically like, that douche is my father. Um, and I love this little scene in the car where it's kind of like, so, Dr. Chang, you got a son? <laughs> yes, I do. What's he called? Miles. Miles, what are the odds? <laughs> and it's like, you two, you two have been here for three years. You must be pretty close, right? And it's like, oh, we don't really go in the same circles. Oh, well, maybe we should all go get a beer sometime. <laughs> I want to see that. I want to see them all hanging out, having a beer together. Um, in, a, in a weird way, this is like, it's a funny episode, but it's also quite a, a big sort of Hurley episode because this is sort of leading into his end arc of him becoming this sort of mediator. So it is funny, but it almost works as like a precursor to what Hurley will be. Um, but I also love the Hurley moment where he says to Miles, oh, you can you can hang out with him. Maybe you can change your own diaper. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I also really like Francois Char here too, just kind of like, I just, because we're so used to seeing him like calm man on the screen, like on the videos. Um, and what does what does Hurley say that line when he's like, "Is it kind of weird that the the dude from all the movies is your dad?" Like, I like that line that he says. But um, I just kind of like how like we see him where he's usually angry, and here he's just kind of just having this like nice little thing where it's like talking about him and his wife, and it's like, "Oh, so Miles, huh? You you like jazz?" No, my wife does. I like country. Uh, and I like <laughs> Miles's look on his face where he's like, "Dude, country." Um, but like, um, Jorge Garcia is great. Like, I just love the way he's kind of like. Oh, what are the odds? Like, just he plays it so well. Like, it's really, really good. Um, meanwhile, um, Chen gets out of the car and basically 
Um, we go, we see like this, this, like he looks like he's going through like a tree and he's like, for it's a gate basically. And we go into this area and we find out that they're building the hatch because we see the numbers being put on the hatch and Hurley, um, reads out the numbers and Miles is like, how do you know that? It's like, oh, they're building a hatch. What's that? It's a thing that crashed our plane. Da, da, da. Not plot twist because we already know that. Um, but it's kind of cool. I like it. I like seeing this. Yeah, this is kind of... I said that this feels like episode three and not episode 13, but this is kind of the the setup for the next, like, four final episodes, I guess. Like, this is sort of now bringing in what the main focus will be for the end game. We then get... Uh, Maybe my favourite scene of this episode. So Miles and Hurley are driving along and um, Hurley's basically pressuring Miles about hanging out with his dad. And then Miles is like, oh, well, I want to see what's in your notebook. So he steals his notebook. And Hurley's writing The Empire Strikes Back with a couple of improvements. Um, so basically he's got to send this off to George Lucas. You know, you know what I would have absolutely fucking loved? If they had have done a scene like at some point where they actually cut to George Lucas getting the script and go, huh. Like, cause like George Lucas appeared in an episode of the OC playing himself. So like he is not opposed to playing himself. And basically all he did in that episode was it was, um, it was Seth's character. Basically he had to choose between going to the prom with summer, the girl of his dreams played by Rachel Bilson, Hayden Christensen's ex-wife or going to meet George Lucas to pitch a comic book. So he chose going to meet George Lucas to which George Lucas then was like, why are you meeting me? If I had a chance to go back and go to a prom with a girl of my dreams, I would be doing that to which Seth is like, you're right. So he ditches George Lucas and goes to the prom. So yes, but George Lucas is not a very good actor. Can I just say that? There's a reason why he wrote the prequels. But um, I love this. In the yeah. <laughs> I love this so much. And then like he's like going on like, oh, I'm going to do him a favor because this happened and this happened. And then we got the Ewoks and Ewoks suck, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then he obviously talks about how he's, uh, you know, had a troubled relationship with his dad and that you should improve that with, you, with his own dad. But can we just talk about freaking Hurley? Riding the Empire Strikes Back. (laughs) So good. There is just something so endearing about this. May be one of the most endearing scenes in all of Lost. And I vividly remember watching this on the TV for the first time. Oh my God, he's riding Star Wars. And and I just love the way he talks about it. He's like, uh, it's 1977. The first Star Wars just came out. And just the way he talked. And it's so Hurley. But it's also so Damon Lindelof. This is Damon Lindelof's love letter to Star Wars, which is <laughs> there. I wouldn't say Star Wars is a big influence on Lost, but in in some ways, the dialogue and the general tone, there is some sort of Star Wars influence. I'm talking about the the first three, the original. Oh, um, all the sand references that we get, uh, <laughs> mini chlorines. It's, it's just the way this scene and the two of them work so well, and the way that Miles kind of treating him like an idiot and Hurley's almost a little ashamed of it and just like it, it's so clever that there's all this nonsense with Daniel Faraday about time travel and just to take a step back take a step back take um, a step back Noah <laughs> uh, and just to like give this sort of human moment of time travel and it is so Hurley uh, so it's kind of Damon it's Damon Lindelof but it, it's Hurley as well and 
I love everything about this. And I, I still remember seeing this for the first time and just like, oh my God, he, he's writing Star Wars. It's such a great little plot twist, I think. Um, so I love this scene a lot. It's such a great little random reveal. And I feel like this late into Lost, we don't have these sort of little touching moment, character moments like we did in the first two seasons. Which, really let's nice. be honest, if, if, if we ended up in 1977, like, that would be fun together. Hi, Noah. What are you doing in 1977? <laughs> I don't know. Just chilling, sure. But, like, the first thing I would be doing after getting over the shock that I'm in 1977 is, fuck, well, Harry Potter hasn't been written. <laughs> I could write Harry Potter. J.K. Rowling's a billionaire. So, like, you know, like, you would think about these things, wouldn't you? Batman, the movie yeah. hasn't come about yet. Like, you know, I could write I For Your could, Eyes Only. I could do a pretty <laughs> decent job of Empire Strikes Back. I can remember the main beats. Start Jurassic to Park. Yeah. yeah. Lost. You're lo- lo- <laughs> that should be the first one we go to, uh, Breaking Bad, <laughs> like, you know, Game of Thrones. Like, you could literally do all these kind of things. But, like, I mean, that's kind of like the, the whole thing with Back to the Future, right? Like, the sports almanac, like, ah. Oh, but, like, you know, like, I fucking wouldn't listen to, to Doc. Screw you, Doc. I want to be rich. <laughs> you know? But having said that, I would remember sports results already. So, like, I would know that, oh, I know who wins the Formula One World Champion. I'm going to bet on them. Like, you know, I'm going to do this. So, yeah, that would work. I would go back in time and stop you from starting this show. <laughs> I would go back in time and stop me messaging, like, 12-year-old Noah to start a, start a <laughs> oh, reputation. Please. What would you do? What would be the one thing you would do to go back in time to stop? Uh, well, well, the obvious one is Hitler, but I feel like if I went back to kill Hitler, I'd definitely get killed first. So. Yeah. <laughs> Not like no, baby no, Hitler. When everyone talks about going back to kill Hitler, no one takes into account that maybe they would get killed first. But but like we're um, talking like you could go back to like day one Hitler, like he's just come out of his mum. There he is in his little crib. Yeah, but like I don't think he's like a baby. But it's Hitler. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's baby Hitler. Yeah, baby murder's fine if it's Hitler. Um, oh, that's a great question. I. I don't know. There's too many mistakes to choose from. <laughs> <laughs> Meeting Ben Waterworth. Yeah, that that's one. That's top three. I I would probably, um, I don't know. I wouldn't kill Hitler. You know. Just, <laughs> of course you wouldn't. I mean, the world is how it is because of that. So you know, like I don't. There's nothing really like because like this is the thing, right? It's the whole, it's the psychology of all this kind of stuff, right? The philosophy, whatever it is, like just because you kill Hitler doesn't mean that another Hitler, like something else, could have happened, and that could have been worse. You know, I'm not saying six million Jews being murdered is not bad. That's pretty bad, but like, Ben defends Hitler. Like if you stop 9/11, who knows? Something even worse didn't happen. Like you don't well, know. It- if Hitler never died, then there's a huge chance that neither of us would be here right now. And Very for true. the listeners, that's probably a good thing. Yeah. I mean, my grandma wouldn't have come from Scotland to flee the war, basically. So, you know, yeah. uh, I, I wouldn't exist. I, You know what I would do? I would go to Wuhan, China in about October of 2019 oh, yeah, and stop that fucker from buying a bat. <laughs> don't a buy the one. bat. <laughs> Stop it! Put it down. Hashtag, hashtag don't buy the bat. Put the bat down. All right. Yeah, but Stop that's it. a good one. That's a good. I'll go with that. Yeah, I'll that, join that one. 
Um, I'll just so, him from the left. You get him from the right. Yeah, I'll, I'll just like take my shirt off. Look at me, fat Australian. And then, oh, <laughs> what's that? Oh, not a bat. Never mind. <laughs> Go away. Um, basically, this episode ends with Miles um, sort of having a nice little moment seeing himself. That would be weird. Could you imagine like going back in time? Like, okay, like back to the future, seeing your mum and dad, having your mum hit on you. Pretty weird. But like, imagine going back to when you were a baby and seeing your parents like hanging out with you as a baby. Like, that'd be odd. Yeah, I wouldn't like that. No, no, me neither. I've seen the way my mum used to dress me. I would not like that. <laughs> oh, were there pictures? How did you used to get dressed? <laughs> she used to dress me like a little gypsy kid. <laughs> oh, please tell me there are pictures. <laughs> yeah, there are, and you're not getting a hold of them. <laughs> oh, can that be our Patreon? Seriously, yeah. right now, if someone signs up, we get a little gypsy picture of Noah Grove. <laughs> I shame her about it. She said, oh, don't make fun of me. Oh, you did it. <laughs> I so want to see gypsy pictures of Noah Groves. <laughs> there were pointy shoes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, this is the new thing I need to see in my life. I'm not calling my cat Roger Moore until you show me gypsy shoe Noah Groves. Well, it's going to be a nameless cat for a long time, I think. <laughs> Oh, this is great. I hope that if you get married one day that I get invited and that I can talk your parents into giving me a copy so that in your best man speech, clearly I'm going to be your best man, I'm going to go, and this is little Noah as a baby. (laughs) There there were so many things wrong with that sentence. Firstly, that you're getting invited to my wedding. I thought you were just going to lead with the fact that I'd be getting married. Uh Well, yeah, true. Yeah. then that you're going to be the best man. And finally, <laughs> that you're going to beg my parents for a picture of a child, which is very <laughs> on plan. Come on. <laughs> Excuse me, Mr. and Mrs. Gross. Can I have a picture of a child? I believe there's a hotline for this problem. <laughs> 1-800-BED is a pet. Hello? Yes. He's asking for pictures of children again. <laughs> they give you baby Hitler. By the way, please don't dial the number 1-800-BEN is a pedo. It probably really exists. <laughs> and they're very busy. Um, the only pictures and things of me as a child that were embarrassing is I used to, like, cry, like, a lot. I still do. Like, there's a picture of me on a horse crying. There's a video <laughs> There's a video of me at the beach near the water crying because I got wet and I didn't like the water. Um, this was from 2019. Yeah, exactly. It was very recent. Um, you know, I, I don't. I think there is. I think my parents had one baby album of me. It was only like four pages were filled, and they've lost it. Uh, so very, yeah. very precious. Yeah, very uh, esteemed. The day that I become huge and I'm on This Is Your Life or whatever that show was called, they're never going to be. No photos. <laughs> I'll just get the gypsy photos of Noah. This is me. <laughs> there I am. Actually, because this is a true story, all right? This starts off morbid, but it gets funny. So I nearly died when I was born. Well, I nearly died when I was born. So there you go. Change history. The the cord wrapped around my neck. I was in intensive care. Cool story. I was so swollen up and, like, like I looked like an alien. I literally, like, the first newborn pictures of me, I look like E.T. So (laughs) my mum, this makes my mum sound horrible, but I was brilliant. She printed a picture of me. As a baby, 
and put it on my mirror in my room. I came home from high school one time when I had friends coming over and put antennas on me, on my mirror, so that my friends could see this picture of me as a baby. Oh and his mum's like, ah, you're an alien. Look how ugly you are. That sounds traumatising. <laughs> I laughed. I was like, aha, mum. Um, yet you get in gypsy photos that will never get seen. <laughs> You're talking about the cord being wrapped around your neck. I'm like, was that Michael Emerson doing that? <laughs> Shook me like a bunny. I also nearly died as a baby because I got bitten by a spider. So um, <laughs> my near-death experiences, I don't remember. So um, this episode's turning into one. Uh, anyway, so uh, Miles uh, then gets asked by uh, Pierre Chang to go out to uh, I Need You, uh, so does England. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> oh, Roger, I could pat my cat and be like, meow, meow, meow. Like, Roger Moore, I need you. Meow, Roger's England. <laughs> oh, it just sells itself. You're so right. Um, anyway, Miles goes along with uh, Pierre Chang and then we get to the submarine and plot twist, Daniel Faraday's arrived. Da, da, da. Hello, Miles. Long time no see. Pfft, lost. Um... Sorry, I'm just thinking about a cat called Roger Moore. Um, yeah, I, I like this episode. It's it's kind of silly. It kind of doesn't make sense. But I don't know. Like, even at the end, it's a, it's a nice little sweet moment when he's kind of watching his dad read him a book, which I believe is Me and My Polar Bear, by the way. That's the name of the book. So, um, yeah, so I don't get why this, you know. I mean, I I don't think it should be considered one of the worst episodes of Lost, which it was at one point, but. I do kind of get why it's not held in a high regard, but I remember always liking it when I first saw it, but I don't like the, the guy from the videos to quote Hurley is Miles's dad. That's to me, I, I'm not one of those people that has to believe that they had everything planned from the get go. Like, I'm okay with the idea that they made some of this stuff up as they went along. Uh, some of it was planned, some of it was made up, but this just reeks of like, let's take one character that we had and let's take another character that we had. Oh, and they're both Asian. Let's make them related. Like it, he was always such a mysterious character in those videos and it was always so creepy. And I feel like just then shoehorning this in really, it gives him a story, but it, it just feels so forced and, so unnecessary because it never really goes anywhere. This never really plays into much of anything after. Uh, so I feel like it takes away from both of their characters. So I like the episode. And I love the Star Wars stuff, but I've never, the whole, like, let's also have daddy issues with Miles. And it's the guy from the videos from season two has never really sat well for me. I don't think it's one lost shining moments or shining plot twists. I, yeah, I completely get what you're saying and, like, yeah, the fact that it doesn't really go anywhere. And, I mean, it's never really bothered me, though. Like, I don't know. I kind of like that the guy from the video has a bit of an explanation. Now, when we get to our questions, that's, I think, finally been answered. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It sort of never really bothered me. It give him a bit of story. I mean, you know, we've had worse. Nicky and what's-his-face. Like, I mean, that didn't need anything, did it? Um and I like Boone, so, you know, kind of. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I kind of like it. It fits into the whole Dharma initiative thing. Like, it's got, you know, that he gets, I guess, 
a bit of a story, you know. I kind of like it. So, yeah, it's not yeah. something that's really phased me, to be completely honest. Plus, we've had Francois Char on this show, Noah Groves. You respect the guests of the Oz Network, which I'm sure you've listened to multiple times. What was your favourite part? Respect of the, the guests, show? just not the hosts. Yeah, exactly. Um, just quickly before we get to our questions, I just, I've got this open now. I'm going to forget to – actually, no, I, will, I won't forget. I'm going to read that when I do our rankings. Um, questions, answers, anything else in between? We have one about Pierre Chang, but I'm not sure if we answered that on – uh yeah we did I thought we I thought this I think we've probably already answered it to be honest um God how long ago was this ah why uh well we've written why does Asian man good politically correct terminology there Ben use different names in each video have do we no we haven't uh, answered that yet no I swear there was another one though no uh, probably not oh here we go one. oh no what happened to Pierre Chang's left arm. <laughs> not yet not yet um god some of these ones I, I always go over these and we'll find out that we have answered some of them but we haven't where is christian's body did we answer that no why is the polar bear there did we answer that not quite what is the monster we haven't quite answered that almost um what does in the shadow who is mike <laughs> Where where is Faraday? Sort of, or is that more Was next that week? A question? Yeah. Next week, probably. Episode nine. Who is Mike? Oh, funny jokes that we were funny at the time, and I can't even remember what the context was. Um, what are you doing with this episode, Mister Groves? Ah, uh, I uh, I tossed up between Ew. two different things. Um. Are you there? Yes. <laughs> Are you oh, there? I thought you were frozen, but you were just staring. <laughs> Awkward silence. Are you there? <laughs> the truth is uh, out there. I tossed up between two different things, and I think I've now made my decision. But I'm going to rent it. Um, but I... It wasn't maybe the two that you were thinking. I was tossing up between is it a low buy or is it a higher rent? Because I do think it's an underrated episode. It's got a lot of heart to it. And it, it's not a Trisha Tanaka is dead, but it's maybe one of our last sort of funny episodes of the series, if not the last sort of lighthearted episode that we'll ever get in this show. And we like those sort of lighthearted ones. Uh, but I do see people's issues with it. It's not a shining moment of lost, I think. So I, I tossed up, but having done our conversation now, I think for me it's a, a bit more of a rent. But I'm glad we, we did finally get that Miles episode in. We like Miles. I am surprising myself here because I've really kind of with this season have just been like, yeah, it's fine. Like, you know, it's sort of nothing standing out to me. I'm buying this episode. Knew you would do that. I'm enjoying it. But like, I knew that before we started. By, by me buying this episode, this is nine buys in a row. I've broken my streak for the longest amount of buys in a row and lost in season five. And I'm probably not going to rank this season at the top of my list. 
Um, and I have a feeling that streak may continue to the end of the season too. That's crazy because, like, seriously, <laughs> these episodes really are not standing out to me. But, like, I will say when it comes to rating this episode, um, I have rated this as the lowest buy. I think this is, like, the third time I've done this this season. Uh, so I've got this at 57th out of 99. So but my, my bottom three buys are all season five. Actually, so my bottom... Uh, eight out of my bottom nine, nine out of my bottom 11 buys a season five. So they're all very low buys. Um, so that's going to be interesting when it comes to rating this season at the end, but wow. Um, Hollywood reporter has this at the 79th best oh. episode of lost. So not too bad. Where did you put it? 59th. Yeah. So, uh, 57th, 57th, sorry, 57th, yes. So it is just I'm above wondering. Confidence Man and just below Here's Our You. Yeah, I, I probably like Confidence Man better. But, um, did you buy Here's Our You? I did, yes. That was really? the previous lowest buy. So, And what, yeah. what have I done with this season? I, I don't Because I think I went into this probably higher on season five, but I don't think I've had quite you, a track record that you've had. So, so you've been very similar. You bought The Lie while I rented it. You rented This Place Is Death while I bought it. You rented Here's Our You and I bought it. And you rented this episode and I bought it. There, there are any differences. We both, we've both we only had one bin this season, The Little Prince. Oh, okay, one. And no. then so season four, we both had two bins. Season three, I had three bins. Oh. You had five. Jesus. <laughs> season, uh, three. S- season two, I had three bins. You also had three bins. And season one, you had four bins. I had one bin. <laughs> so I have only had the one bin back in season one. I binned Homecoming. You rented it. I didn't bin any of the episodes you binned. You binned the moth, I rented it. You binned whatever the case may be, I rented it. You binned hearts and minds, you bastard, and I bought it. Um, and you binned Born to Run while I rented it. So Yeah, three of them, two of them are KFs. <laughs> well, the only one I can see here that you bought that I binned was the hunting party. Yeah, I like that one. Light them up. I Bought I do while you binned it. <laughs> That's a bad episode. Come on. Wow. But we haven't had a discrepancy on the bins since Left Behind. You binned it, I rented it. And then before that expose, I binned it, you rented it. So there you go. Stats. We have them all. Uh, next week, the variable, the 100th episode of Lost Noah Groves. Ooh. And we're going to celebrate it with a Faraday episode. Faraday. Yay. Um, yeah. I like next week. It, it's a doozy next week. It's a pretty. The they're going pretty hardcore pretty... on the whole time travel thing next week. It gets pretty intense. Should should actually mention that if we were doing this properly, no, we should be doing Lost: The Story of the Oceanic Six recap <laughs> next week. Um, Come on, it's taken us six years to get to season five. Did they do three recaps this season, including two within the space of four weeks? Jesus lost. This is 2009 where they don't trust that people understand time travel. 
God. But uh, anyway, so, uh, yeah, no, The Variable's a great episode. Uh, Faraday, uh, get a bit of mystery around sort of him. And, yeah, the ending is like, I remember watching the ending of that next week. Crazy. Yeah, like, fuck. Like, talk about, you know, mind fucks and time travel. So, yeah, yeah, we'll kind of see that. But, um, yeah, anything else to add? Anything else to add on The Variable? No, looking forward to it. Definitely happy to have Faraday back and happy 100th and crazy episode. And, yeah, really in the home stretch now for season five. It's what, four more episodes left, right? Uh, yes, four more episodes. You are correct. Uh, of course, we'll air, as we usually do with the finales, we'll air both of them on the same day. But, um, yeah, bring it bring it on. Bring it on. Uh not not the movie. We haven't quite gotten there yet. Uh in the meantime, if you want to uh do all the things, listen to our other shows, of course, Breaking Bad 24, movie ones when we eventually get around to them. Um my reactions of No Time to Die over on 007 <laughs> and uh the Patreon stuff which you should sign up to to hear Noah's childhood trauma and pressure him to see gypsy photos. <laughs> and um tell me what type of cat I should get to call Roger Moore. <laughs> Oh, Roger Moore should have been in Lost. Quite a shit show on the island we're in. We have to go back. We must go back. Um, But yes, this has been good, and I'm glad we did it. Uh, My name is Chewbacca and Rar. My name is Noah, and I'm going to go off and have some of my famous garlic mayo. Thanks for downloading this episode of the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast by Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as finding out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at the Oz network.net thanks again for listening and we'll speak to you next time like exclusive stuff? Yes, sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah! If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon! That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made.